foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzlaff. Janie, I'm starting us off in Galatians 6.14 today. It says, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And if we're denying ourselves, Janie, and taking up our cross and following him, then we should be crucified to the world and the world to us. And we are positionally by what Jesus did on the cross. When he crucified, he cut us off from having to be under bondage or even desiring the things of the world. Mm-hmm. But the enemy is not dead. He's still trying to mess up every person's life, believer or unbeliever. With deception. And that is his. Do you realize that was his first tool in the Garden of Eden was that he, he went about to deceive? Mm-hmm. And then he had the audacity to use the very word of God or misuse the very right. words of God that God spoke to achieve his purpose. That's right. And that's scary to recognize. And it's still going and on it's today. it's still going on. And yes. we think that we can't be deceived. Well, I beg to differ. We have to keep that spirit that's inside of us alive. And strong. And strong. And so we have to be listening, quiet, and in constant communication with with the Holy Spirit so that we know his voice and that voice cannot be imitated by the enemy. Sharon, one of the ways that we uh, miss that exhortation that you've just given us is that we weaken ourselves when we are always trying, and I use that word trying, Mm -hmm. to fix our weaknesses in our own strength. We're wanting to change our actions And yet we're using our own strength as our source, and that always brings about failure and frustration. Fake it till you make it kind of (laughs) action, right? Yeah, I haven't heard that one in quite some time. (laughs) That's good. And But, you know, Sharon, um, in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, it gives us a subtle encouragement as well as a really a command. And it says... But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Oh. Okay? Now, think about that. Why does the enemy allow us so much time in fixing what we can't fix? And he's always helping us with our flesh when he's really not. Uh But he makes us believe that our flesh is what we've got to fix. Uh And it is. But where is the enemy? Well, you, you can't fix flesh, Janie. I know that. I think I've heard that on one of these yeah. shows. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You can't, you can't fix flesh. Okay. So talk about deceiving, Sharon. Uh-huh. 
So what does he do? He goes after our spirit. Oh. He goes after our... It's joined with one. Uh-huh. So if he can weaken our spirit... Right. ...to where our spirit is ailing, and we think we're just going to fix our spirit by changing something in our flesh, then we're not going back to the source of the strength of where we are to know him. We're to know him, according to Philippians 3.10, so that we are so joined with him, which we positionally are, that if anything goes amok, then the radar goes off for us. So what we're doing is instead of strengthening our spirit in the Word of God, in communication with the Lord Jesus Christ, we are looking at our action and our attitude and trying to fix those things apart from building the spirit. Yes, you're right on. Now, the result will be that the spirit weakened will succumb to the soul, which is always under deception. That's your mind, body, will, and emotions. So if you have a weakened spirit, then the enemy will allow the soul to take over the role of the spirit. Okay. Well, Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? So we realize that the spirit can come under attack. Now, we know the spirit is eternal. We know it is safe and secure if Jesus Christ has redeemed us and Uh that we have accepted him. But the spirit can still be weakened as it's under attack. The Lord expressed that in his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. So the enemy can come in and weaken the spirit to where we then allow our soul to become the dominant controlling force. Right. All right. So then whatever comes into our ear gates and our eye gates, we are allowing to quench the spirit, grieve the spirit, break the spirit, weaken the spirit, and we don't even hear him anymore. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, great. (laughs) But let's go ahead and just put uh, the words from the Lord to let people see that in Hebrews 5.14, it says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who have by reason of use... Mm -hmm. That's another way of saying application. Okay. Have had their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And that's really what happened in the garden. Eve allowed her senses to be tested, and she failed to discern what the Lord was giving them and who he was. Because she saw the tree that it was good. So those came into her eye gates and she heard the deception and that came in her ear gates and she wasn't protecting those. And she wanted the feel good of what Satan was offering her. Okay. And she was deceived. Okay. All right. So we have to realize that when it says in 1 Corinthians six 17, we're joined to the Lord in spirit. So we have a real strong admonition to protect our spirits by what we allow, like you said, through Uh the eye gate, through the ear gates, through our feelings, through our Mm -hmm. desires. And when we allow our spirit to be tested 
unchecked, right? Then the soul will immediately say, "Oh, there's a vacuum here. I can come in and take control and be top dog, if you want to say." Okay, that's probably not the best illustration, but if you get the idea that we have an obligation and a privilege. To protect the spirit that is joined to God, because we are one in Him. So when we allow our spirits to be succumbed to the enemy's tactics, that affects the Lord Jesus Christ and how He has to deal with us. Which means we may be having to be put back on the potter's wheel. So the main reason that this battle occurs is that the enemy knows that the place of his defeat was done on the cross. And we can continue to defeat him when we bear our cross, which is denying ourselves. And you know, in Matthew 13, Jesus was speaking in parables when his disciples asked for an explanation. He gives it, and then he concludes with asking them, do you understand these things? And they said, oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. They thought they understood, but Sharon, it took the death of the cross, the burial, and the resurrection with them being able to see him from the new eternal perspective that gave them understanding to make the adjustments in their thinking and their conviction, enough to die for him Mm. and enough to deny their flesh for him. So we really need a deeper understanding of how to listen to the Spirit's voice. And those that are willing to listen to the Spirit's voice, Sharon, are probably people sincerely devoted to Uh the Lord. Right. But they've got reservations in what the whole concept is of dying to self. Or not even know how to apply that. It's one thing to know the concept. It's another thing to know how to apply it to my life. Well, let me give you a practical solution there. Okay. And I'm going to use Caleb in the Old Testament because it says he had another spirit and he wholly followed the Lord. And when we recognize that we are joined to the Lord in spirit, we have to have a wholeheartedness, W-H-O-L-E. We can't be being strong in the spirit and still having reservations about how we want to live our life or about understanding what really is self and flesh and what might just be being more tolerant and understanding when we are actually allowing sin Mm -hmm. as a principle. But we're going to have reservations because that's so harsh to say. So we're just going to say, well, no, but I'm more a little bit more tolerant than you are Mm -hmm. on being strong in the spirit. See, so when you say that Caleb had another spirit, And he wholly followed the Lord, meaning that he was surrendered with his whole heart without thinking about himself. Because he chose to deny self and stay or work with the people in the wilderness that 40 years. He could have said, hey, Lord, I've had it with these people, so let me just move on. But instead, Caleb endured with a whole heart because he stayed with the people in their deception and their blindness, suffering with them. And he knew what it would meant to deny himself for others, as Jesus Christ has done for us. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.